You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Most Americans these days take a lot of their rights for granted, such as the basic constitutional right to own and use property. But what happens when the government says those rights don't apply to you and they seize your land? Well, this is definitely a situation where knowledge is power. So joining us on InfoTrack is Carol LaGrasse, president of the Property Rights Foundation of America. Carol, welcome to InfoTrack. Oh, thank you for inviting me to be interviewed. Now, this scenario I just described is happening to people around the country, isn't it? Yes, there's a virtual epidemic of eminent domain around this country to take small neighborhoods and condemn them and then sell them to large developers, which will bring in more tax revenue. And obviously, uh, the government thinks this is a good thing, but if you're one of those unfortunate people who has that land that the government wants, you really have a problem on your hands. Well, it's awakened people to a serious threat because government has gone really to the extreme. It's become voracious, and since this is happening all over, it's getting widespread attention. It's teaching people a bit about their property rights, and they're really fighting now. Now, could you give us perhaps an example of a scenario where this has happened, a story that you could share with us? Well, the one that got to the Supreme Court, which is very typical, is in New London, Connecticut, where an area that isn't blighted, which had middle-class houses and small businesses, was being condemned because the area was in a, a beautiful waterfront area called the Fort Trumbull area. And people were going to lose their cherished family homes, but the city was going to put in, you know, more expensive tax revenue-bearing properties and, and you basically sell the property that they condemned to these agents, these corporations. So what did the Supreme Court decide in that case? Well, the case was argued a few weeks ago, and people all over the country are holding their breath. Because this is a very specific case. It does not involve any blight. It doesn't involve, like, the original situation where the Supreme Court ruled that cities could do this because houses without houses and no running water in the middle of cities, things like that, you know, really run down, irreparable. But this is a case where there is no blight, where it's just a nice neighborhood and people will be thrown out of their homes and you know, have to take whatever they get for their property and lose their neighborhoods for the sake of bringing in more tax revenue, for economic development, as they call it. Now, Carol, if you get a notice in the mail saying that your land is about to be seized, what are your choices other than going to the Supreme Court? Obviously, that's a long, expensive fight that you may be in for. Well, of course, going to the Supreme Court is a very small chance. So your choices are usually small. The state laws vary a lot, but uh, sometimes you can argue the rationale of the eminent domain, point out that it really doesn't serve the purpose that they claim. But basically, what people can really fight in court over eminent domain is a technicality of the procedure, which the government agency can simply do over, or they can fight the price. And courts may go one way or the other on the price, but basically you can't get your neighborhood back, you can't get your family home back, even if you paid a fair price for your house. We're talking with Carol LaGrasse, president of the Property Rights Foundation of America. 
Carol, your organization was founded to uh, help people in this situation, I guess, with information and resources. Is that right? That's the idea. Yeah, we're a grassroots nonprofit educational organization. We try to get information out to people to steer them on the right course. If there's a local group organizing, we can be very helpful helping them to get themselves moving along. Basically, though, we give people information. Like a person called me and asked the questions you're asking, and we knew what state they were in. We give them a lot more information about eminent domain and property rights. I see. So it really does vary depending on the home state that you're in and what the local laws are. For instance, I'm here in New York State, and we had the worst eminent domain law in the country until last fall. There was not even a requirement that the property owner be notified until the procedure was all cast in stone, and the only thing you could do was challenge the price. But that law was changed due to leadership in the uh, state legislature. It took two years, but finally we got the right to get notice when the property is being condemned. Well, yeah, if you go back in law, I guess, to even ancient times and the Magna Carta and all of those things, this was considered a big right for private citizens to have, which is to own their own land and their own property. So just to try to boost the tax rolls, this is changing, huh? Well, if we don't get a good ruling out of the United States Supreme Court, no person can be secure in his or her home. That would mean that if any government feels that there's something better than and you have on your property, they can condemn it, take it away, and you have to move. And that certainly is not the idea that we had in this country. Basically, eminent domain was used for highways, which were distinctly public, for schools, for hospitals, things of that nature. It was never used to put another store on a property and take away your little store. Now, some of the information I'm looking at says there were over close to 4,000 cases from 1998 to 2002 involving homeowners or small businesses forced to sell for the benefit of private developers. So that's a tremendous number of properties out there. Yeah, the Institute for Justice, which carried this case in New London to the Supreme Court, tried to find out how many properties were being condemned for this reason. And they came up with about 10,000 just by looking in newspapers without even going out to the county seats and seeing all the filings. It really is an epidemic. It's completely changed in the last 10 years that municipalities have gone crazy like this. Of course, there's not only the solution in the courts. There's a solution of people participating in government. People should get the right individuals elected to office that don't have this attitude. Well, Carol, for people who are listening who want to get some information, perhaps they're in this type of a situation where they're worried about their property rights, how can they find out more? Well, our website can be found pretty easily, PRS, as in foundationamerica.org. PRFamerica.org. Carol LeGrasse, president of the Property Rights Foundation of America. Thanks so much, Carol, for joining us today on InfoTrack. Chris, it was a privilege. Next, are some parents giving up on talking to their kids about drugs? We'll have a report. Stay tuned. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.